Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. Right, well, welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. Welcome. We're back. Crazy. Better than ever. So I was just thinking, you know how we always say we had a crazy week, you know, and you're always like, <laughs> Why do we always say, say that? that? Yeah. But I was thinking, <laughs> oh, we didn't really have a crazy week this week. Oh. But I realized we did. Oh, yeah. My family was here. Family was here. My, your family, your family was, here. was here. My family was here. It was Atticus' birth, first birthday. Oh, wait. That was all and last that, week. It's not even the crazy. That, that's been in between this last podcast. Oh, goodness gracious. Wow. And Atticus had a double ear infection, and we on were in urgent birthday. care on my birthday. Yeah, so wow. we had a lot happen. And he's allergic to his antibiotic, I think. Meh, meh, he's fine. <laughs> so, needless to say, yeah, you're right. It was we busy. had a yeah we had a pretty eventful two weeks. I Mostly, think, it was full of things. I think the thing that bothers me every time we say that is I don't like the word crazy. Like, oh, we had a crazy week. Like, well, what if we did? No, I know, but crazy connotes like connotes is that a word denotes denotes i don't know crazy makes it seem like <laughs> so unexpected and everything went wrong and blah. i guess it was kind of yeah i don't know <laughs> what you're talking about <laughs> I, know. I see what you're saying though. but it was just a full like Definitely. our families well, being these, here this is like past the most two weeks fun wasn't thing. crazy no it was just a full of things yeah that's what i mean like it wasn't we had people living crazy, in our basement your parents happy. which was fun yeah love seeing atticus they had a great time i think Atticus had a great time. <laughs> and my parents were in town. Mm-hmm. They were staying at a friend's house. My sister was in town. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law. My brother-in-law. My brother. Brother, my brother, for lack of a better Marco, term. my brother, is basically my brother. Not biological. Not adopted. We don't need to talk about it right now. <laughs> basically grew up with him. He was in town with his fiance. Mm-hmm. So that was a full house. Yeah. Oh, Atticus got, we did a baby dedication at church. Oh, he got and dedicated, we dedicated at Atticus to Jesus. Yeah. What else did we do? I mean, his birthday sure party was a blast. Remember. We brought him to a pumpkin patch, but that was after everybody left. We did bring him to a pumpkin he patch. He was so cute. We had a fun week. And yeah. then, yeah, we ended up in the urgent care. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was like past his bedtime, so he was like tired and crying and like grumpy. And what Matt's not of... saying is I was crying. Sorry, I was talking about Eliana. <laughs> it was, was past fine. my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time yeah it's always fun to sit down and the lord always debri- this is why we talk about our week because we need to and i remember what we did in the past two weeks and we go oh that's crazy well cause, probably because we haven't been doing our marriage check-in we haven't uh-oh is there any unconfessed sin conflict or hurt <laughs> that we like to discuss <laughs> i don't think so no, okay. I'm pretty well, good we'll about bringing. We can I'm, talk about it. Eliana's pretty good at I holding a grudge. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was gonna say I'm pretty good at bringing that up no, constantly. She, she always is pointing, <laughs> if I out, pointing out my sin struggles. Yeah. So yeah. you're you could really work on this. That's my favorite thing to do. That's my favorite activity. <laughs> Not just you, but to everybody. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, what no, are we talking about great. this week? It's actually a fun topic. This is I'm a little, excited. This is it. It goes in the vein of our podcast but it's also kind of a little off brand that is but not, true. I not guess in like a not... not in a bad way yeah so i mean this isn't like specifically like a resource for this specific thing 
But we are tackling a conversation around holidays. So mm. holidays with your families. We're, we're in the season of like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's coming up. Yeah. Kwanzaa. Why am I laughing? Is that rude? People celebrate. To, to those who celebrate Kwanzaa, But Kwanzaa is not a Jesus holiday, is it? No. Neither is Thanksgiving, I guess. Whatever. Or Halloween. I'm thankful for Jesus. <laughs> or Halloween. <laughs> I'm not okay. talking about Halloween. Here's, let me... Okay, I was about, I was about to talk about Halloween. <laughs> Never mind. We'll move on from that. I was about to see something I saw on Instagram. It's just Maybe at the end of the podcast, you can keep them hanging. We should have one of those things where after the podcast is over, you could stick around for like bloopers and we like edit them in, but that would take so long to do. We need... We but need, we make, we make it's like, well, how much, how much money we, do we make on this podcast? Once thousands we, and thousands of dollars. Once we start making money on the podcast, we can we'll, do that. We'll pay someone to put our, put our bloopers in. <laughs> okay. Here's what we're talking about. Family around the holidays. Mm. So deciding where you're going to go, when you're going to go, how to have those conversations, whether you're single, like how to have conversations with your parents, whether you're married, how to have the conversations with your spouse and in-laws. Yeah. If you have kids, maybe that plays into it. Mm. Okay. And then Huge thing. Um, on believers around holidays too. And how do you tackle that? And do yeah. you go? Do you not go? What do you do while you're there? What do you say? Yeah. So this is one of those things where... When we first when we first brought it up, I was like, I don't want to talk about that. But then I'm like, well, you know, this is something people deal with every year. Yeah. And it's probably hard mm-hmm. because let's just go in order, right? What you said. Okay. If you're single, and assuming you're single in this context, meaning you're, you don't live with your parents. Yeah. Like, like, obviously, if you're yeah. 16 years old and you go to school, you go to high school, you're probably you're Thanksgiving a, with your parents. You're not having a conversation with your parents about you'd rather spend time with, well, maybe that is a conversation um but you're 16 you live in your parents house no that's what i mean but what if you're like i want to spend it with my boyfriend or my girlfriend that's probably a um you live at home with your parents submit let me give you a a suggestion on that conversation um mother and father whom provide everything for me um can i do this (laughs) (laughs) no okay you are wiser than i (laughs) anyway (laughs) don't need to get down that trail but like think about it like we were were in college Mm -hmm. there are both there are seasons when we were both in college yeah and we were both single yeah we weren't dating each other we weren't dating anyone Mm mm-hmm there's things all the time. Friends. Like, yeah. hey, want to come to my house for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Parents expect... You've always gone to Thanksgiving. Your parents mm-hmm. are expecting that. It's interesting. And, you know, it's funny because I didn't have to have those conversations a lot. I just went home because I was three hours away. And, and you I were brought, the person like, who brought like 15 friends, people yeah. who didn't... Who lived on other sides of the country who weren't yeah. going to go home or for a short countries. break. <laughs> or different countries. And I'm like, guys, come to my house. And we just had a huge Thanksgiving party. But for some people, they're like, okay, maybe your parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, have to some decide. Of my friends had that. Yeah. Are we gonna do? Am I gonna spend time with dad, with mom? Am I gonna do the same day, go both places? What if they don't live in the same yeah, state? That's you hard. Know? That is hard. And I think with that, and this will be the thread through all of it. Mm-hmm. But when you're single, you're obviously not processing this with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you have community you can process it with. But I would just be very open and honest with your family yeah. about hey. This is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Yeah. This is what I want to do. What do you guys want to do? Um, you got to think about it from your parents' perspective. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, it might not be true. We don't have like a millions of people listening to this podcast. So odds are you're listening to this podcast. You're either interested in Christianity or you're a believer. Yeah. I imagine both your parents want to spend Thanksgiving with you, whether your parents are together or not. Mm-hmm. So you probably have to deal with that. If not Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. Yeah, we could talk about any holiday. I mean, yeah. Insert here. Yeah. 
but those are hard decisions to make. I know a lot of my friends, they didn't live too far from their parents. Mm -hmm. um, and they had decent relationships with them. They're like, hey, we're going to stay. I'm going to stay in Chicago for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I had a couple friends that did that. To me, I was a little like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I always, Countercultural. <laughs> and you and I have different experiences with this. Like Thanksgiving yeah. in your family is just not a huge thing, I feel like. Well, just not like, I mean, this whole conversation comes down to like, I think different types of people. Like we've been set on traditions or we kind of do something different every year. And just with the lifestyle of my family and like ministry, we just had to be flexible to certain things. So like we are going to do something different every year based on what the church is doing or what was going on, you know, yeah. circumstantially. And so, um, I think, yeah, our backgrounds are different in that, like you grew up more of the, we're going to do the same thing. Cause this is what we do. And I grew up in the, well, we'll just do something different every year. So if I mention, Hey, I might not be coming home for Thanksgiving. It might not yeah. come across in the same way as it would for you. Sure. So like you have to obviously know who you're talking to, yeah. right? Like you know, listening to this, if your family's like, we're a Thanksgiving family and yeah. it's going to be really awkward if I say, I don't want to go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it will like crush your mom. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Think about that. Think about mm -hmm. what it's like for your mom or your dad to hear that their child doesn't really mm -hmm. want to be there for Thanksgiving. And maybe that's not what you mean by, Hey, I want to be with my friends. Yeah. But you just got to think about it from this perspective. There's not that many Thanksgivings they have with you left in terms of where it's just you and them. Um, mm -hmm. Once you get married, there's a whole new dynamic, right? Yeah. Thanksgiving with this family, with that family, with her own family. You and I yeah. have done all of our Thanksgivings as of late. Well, no. I mean, our first Thanksgiving was just us. Yeah. And then our last one was with my with, parents. With your parents, And okay. my uncle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right after that. What I mean is, born. like, there's going to be a time when, you know, depending on if our families live anywhere near us, which right now none of them do, mm -hmm. or Thanksgiving's like our thing. And we yeah. don't go anywhere, you know? Who knows? Like, our kids are older or whatever. And I can't imagine, it's going to be, it, you, this is probably really hard for you to think about, but Atticus, who could barely talk, <laughs> saying, hey, Mom, I want to be with my friends for Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, that makes me want to cry. When, when last Thanksgiving, they were so happy to be with you and you were yeah. making food. And so I would say, let's, let's as children, regardless of if you're married or not married, you're, you have parents, assuming maybe mm -hmm. your parents aren't here, and that's, you know, obviously a hard thing to deal with. Hopefully you have parent figures, right? But... Let's consider what it's like to be those to be our parents, yeah. <laughs> who probably want to spend the holidays yeah. with us. And I think there's a, I mean, if we're thinking like biblically too, around, well, what does it mean to like respect your parents and o obey your parents when you're an adult and you're like not living with them anymore? Yeah, um, you're not necessarily called to like obey their command, right, or to do exactly what they want you to do. But there is still a level of respect there. Um, that you have for your family. So being respectful in those conversations. And yeah. I mean, as we'll talk about non-believing people in a minute, but especially if they're believers, like there's no reason you need to be rude in having that conversation. And, oh, for, for sure. Um, I think too, like I remember the holidays before we got married. I remember like being engaged, being like, this is my last Christmas with my parents before I'm married and just like crying. And we've <laughs> and, done Christmas with your parents literally every year. No, I know, but <laughs> it's not funny. the same. Like, Oh, it's not. I remember like waking up, my siblings were still coming with their kids to open their presents and like we knew we were going to be moving away. So I knew that wasn't going to be the reality for me sure. where I get to bring my kids to their grandparents' house with their cousins. You know, that's just like not what we get to do. And so... Um, I think that's just like, that's emotional too, when you're like going through that transition. But when you're single, like, this is probably a whole nother conversation. So just briefly, like the call to leave and cleave to your spouse, like 
when you become an adult and you're living independently from your parents, like you are your family unit in a sense. Like you are responsible for your own, what you decide to do with your time, how you spend your money, right? And so all of those things play into those conversations with your parents of you're like you're an adult man yeah. or woman like sure. your parents aren't still holding your hand necessarily through all these things and so that means you need to be a big girl <laughs> just speaking to women like that means you need to be a big girl and have a good conversation with your parents respectfully about um what the plans are yeah and then it goes both ways i think sometimes the adult thing is to say hey i'm, I'm gonna spend thanksgiving with xyz yeah Sometimes the adult thing is saying, hey, friend, um, I feel like I just need to spend Thanksgiving with my parents. Yeah, I think it would for crush sure. my mom if, if this was the last year, if she thought this was the last year I was spending Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, you're right, for sure. So I think it goes both ways. But if you look at the same thing, right, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, mm-hmm. this is just season of holidays right now. Kwanzaa, I don't know, is that around <laughs> now? It looks a little different too when you're married. Yeah. And this is the thing that I believe married couples are not prepared for when they get married. Not specifically just these couple holidays, but having the mm-hmm. where's our time go yeah. when it relates to family conversation. Yeah, that's a This is the conversation, conversation people have once they're married. And they realize, oh, oh, I didn't realize the Christmas was that big of a deal for your guy, for your family. So mm-hmm. you guys are asking me to go there, but I want to go with my you know, so this is the whole thing. We were lucky enough in our premarital counseling, we had these conversations. I honestly don't even remember. I have no idea what we talked about, but okay. I remember we did talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> we also were engaged over holidays, and because of COVID, I feel like we just kind of knew things about each other, but... That's true. Some people don't have that experience. No. And so that's going to be fun, right? And we are navigating that literally today. We're today talking we were about talking about it. <laughs> our, our parents, both of our sets of parents were wondering, like, hey, what are our Christmas plans? Mm-hmm. Like, what are our Thanksgiving plans? And her parents are in ministry, so it's a lot harder for them to just travel like mm-hmm. it is for us to just go somewhere. So I think we've kind of relegated the idea that we're not going to do anything with your family for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Like, we just understanding, like, yeah. your family does usually a bigger Thanksgiving than my family, like you mentioned before. Yeah. And so we have to under- you have to understand, okay, what is it that y- your spouse kind of grew up with? Yeah. But I think there has to be an idea of, like, there has to be humility, right? And being able to put the needs of other people before yourself. Yeah. And so whether that's putting the needs of your spouse before yourself, maybe it's putting the needs of your guys' parents before yours. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this might not be ideal for us, but this is like what our parents really want us to do. Maybe you have parents who are older and like you're taking care of them. So your choices are limited, right? Yeah. Um, so I think just taking those things into consideration, we're both also really blessed with believing sets of parents who, who like each get other, each o- get along with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there are so many people we're close to who the idea of their parents and their in-laws talking to each other is like crazy in no world would that ever happen for them. And so our perspective on this, I think is like, and I don't think this should change, but it's maybe easier for us is to have really open and honest conversations with your family to tell your parents or to tell your in-laws like, Hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. And this is our why, like, this is why it's going to be important for our family to do this. And then navigating the fallout of that, whether it's good or bad, you know, and that's easier, I think maybe for us to do than other people for sure. Just be because of our relationships with our parents. But yeah, um, I think that application still applies. Yeah, so you're going to have to sit down with your spouse and essentially say, hey, 
both of our parents let's let's, let's lay out the realities mm-hmm. both of our parents want to spend would love to spend all the holidays with us yeah we have to choose yeah this year we might not see your family yeah this year we might not see my family mm-hmm. like we have to make those kind of calls and next year we have we're gonna have to flip it yeah Here's the hard, that's a hard conversation to have, right? Especially if you have, if you come from families with like deep rooted traditions, but you guys are going to have, that's something you, that's something I would recommend if you're engaged right now, mm. or if you want to be married, <laughs> yeah. f- have that conversation with your fiance before you guys get married. Yeah. Uh, set expectations going in of like, Hey, let's talk about this because it's going to come up. Promise you. Yeah. Here's the hard part. The hard part is for some people s- saying, Hey, we are a family. And our family is now the most important family. Yeah. So maybe it's going to, we'll just use our families as examples because it's us. Maybe my parents are going to be really upset if we tell them, hey, we're going to spend uh, Christmas with Ileana's parents. Mm-hmm. That's a decision we're going to have to make. And if they don't want, if they're not going to be okay with it, that's on them because yeah. you and I are family now. Yeah, we can't control their response to no. what we decide to do. And like you kind of said earlier, we're going to kind of, Put on your big boy pants, put on your big girl pants, and hey, we're this is what we've decided, and this is what we're going to do with our family. Yeah. Now, we're in a situation where it's a little easier for us, I think, because mm-hmm. we even had, you know, it's just funny. I remember even like when we lived in Texas talking with so many people about oh, yeah. like how we used to, pretty much every year, every year since we've gotten married, um, we spent New Year's mm-hmm. in like, like a cabin with all our families. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we do that. We have fun. Um, but that's something you guys are gonna have to decide as a married yeah. couple and it's not gonna be easy. Some years are going to disappoint this side of the family. Yeah. Some years are going to disappoint this side of the family. No one's always going to be happy all the time. No. And I think really this comes down to like, you need to be talking to your spouse about what it is that you want. Like, I can't assume that Matt knows what it is I want for Christmas. Like, yeah. that's not fair of me to be like... Well, he obviously knows this is what I would want ideally. And so he's just going to make sure that happens for us. Like you're leading, you're going to decide, like you'll have the conversations with parents. That's not fair of me to assume that you know what I want. So unless I'm able to voice that to you um, and us get on like an agreement of what it is we want to do, then we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to do that. For sure. But. And I think the big question that people have, because I think this affects almost everyone if it doesn't affect you during Christmas, maybe when you're with your immediate family, maybe it affects you during Thanksgiving when you're with some potentially with more extended family. Mm-hmm. Is how do we have the conversation? How, how do I do holidays well yeah. with non-believing family members? And this goes true with everything. You think of like Thanksgiving, right? Everyone always jokes about, hey, we're not going to talk politics during Thanksgiving, or we're not going to do this. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Like there's that one, you have a thing that are off limits. To talk yeah, there's about. that one family member that they know I'm a believer, but I'm not going to bring it up. And I think that one of the biggest things around holidays specifically is how do we have, how do we have those conversations? Yeah. Like what do we do? Um, I think the thing that's the most important, whether you're single, whether you're married and you're going to be spending time with non-believing family members. And if you're a Christian, hopefully your goal is that they're no longer dead in their sin that they're yeah. believers one day so if that's our ultimate goal we're like okay am i going to be that guy who's always hey just so you know if you don't confess your sin and repent you're going to be in hell like yeah i'm not saying that we need to learn as christians how to share the gospel with our actions before we share them with our words yeah and that's not always true but i think at the holidays especially rings true yeah 
I think of we, we listen to a podcast um, and we've referenced it on the show before becoming something and they have an episode of kind of about some this, of the stuff we're talking yeah. about and one of the things that um, the, the main guy says is hey go home if you're if you're a believer and your parents aren't mm-hmm. and you want to show them Christ go home and wash the dishes mm-hmm. go home and take out do the laundry take out the trash serve them yeah. just go out of your way them. hey hey guys what can i do to serve you guys when i'm here and watch them their mouths drop to the floor like what what are you what are you talking about why we why are you, what happened to my child you know yeah. why are you acting this way and when they ask that question mm-hmm. say hey christ has transformed my life i'm no longer the person you know, i used to be yeah it's that avenue the problem becomes correct me if you think i'm wrong here when believers spend time with non-believing family members or non-believing friends and they conform to their way of living yeah they act like them yeah. And then they try to share the gospel with them. Yeah. Because if that was me, I'd be like, I'm not buying that. Yeah, exactly. I literally just watched you do this, say this, drink this, yeah. do this. Well, whatever. that's what I was going to say. Let's just like pick an example. I was going to bring up drinking just because I think for like even people that we know, maybe that's something where like maybe you know your parents drink a lot and maybe you still like are a believer who drinks sometimes, but it could be a really easy way for them to see change in you if you're not drinking the way they are or if you you know are like choosing not to do that yeah or like just things like that or well, I mean, that's, that's choosing not, not to partake in like family gossip right like i'm yeah. sure that's a big oh. thing around the holidays like sure. if you just if you say like you know like this isn't going to be glorifying to the lord and is it going to be beneficial for myself so i'm going to go to the other room or you tr- I'd like to change the subject or whatever. Like, I mean, there have been times where me and you have had to tell, not our families, but people that we're with, that we care about, like, this is gossiping. This is not beneficial to the Lord when we will not be participating in this. Like, yeah. that that might be a place to do that. And I'm not saying to do that in a rude way or to do the have a drink conversation about drinking with them in a rude way. But... Yeah, well, also, in that vein... Know that non-believers are going to do non-believing things. Yeah, exactly. So if you see, and you know, we just alcohol is one of those obviously hot topic Christian examples, but I think anyone agrees. You know, any Christian believes the abuse of alcohol, yeah. getting drunk, is not something Christians are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But when your non-believing family members do that, the response yeah. from you shouldn't be probably, "Hey, you know that's a sin." Like they don't care. Yeah, they're that's what that's what non-believers do. And but they should see the way you live. And and then make a question it like, hey, why are you? Why aren't you doing this? Why yeah. aren't you having this uh, conversation with us? Why aren't you participating in this thing with us? And that's an avenue to share the gospel. Yeah, I was gonna say we haven't talked about like being a parent or having kids at all with all of this. I think of of a few few things. Feel free if you want to correct me or add to them. Well, I'm barely a parent, so <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> um, I think some thoughts about parenting is. One, get on the same page with your spouse about like what your goals are and what you want to teach your kids around the holidays. Yes, you of course want to teach them about Jesus, but mm-hmm. sometimes I think, and again, I'm saying this with not as much experience as a parent, but just experience hearing stories from other people. Um, sometimes I think people try and protect their kids by saying, we're not going to let them spend time with this grandparent because that grandparent maybe doesn't love them well or you know doesn't point them to Jesus and I want to protect them so I'm not gonna let them talk to that grandparent um and I think my parents did a really good job 
raising me with like I had tons of grandparents growing up and my relationship with each of them is different you know um I mean most of my grandparents like loved Jesus and wanted to instill that in me um but Mm -hmm. if there were times where they weren't doing that my parents didn't say okay well you're not going to see those people right um but you your kids learn as they get older like what those relationships look like or aunts or uncles or cousins like if you're teaching them in the home every day what it is to live for Jesus, mm-hmm. they will be able to be around different family members who don't live that way and then go home and talk to you about it, right? Yeah. Like I'm thinking of my niece who's like and so intelligent when it comes to God's word. If she was around a family member who and she was like talking to them about Jesus and they didn't believe what she was saying, she would for sure share the gospel with them and then go home and talk to her parents about why don't they believe in Jesus, right? Yeah. Like, so if you're training your kids to do that, I don't think there should be as much fear around when well, we need to protect them from that at the holidays and decide with your spouse, okay, like what is it that we want to teach them? Maybe we just want to teach them. We're going to be loving and we're going to go serve this member of our family by being there. We'll bring a meal. We'll bring dessert. We'll clean their house for them before everybody or after everybody leaves or whatever it is that you want to do, right? Um, so that was just something I had. And obviously every family is going to have to assess, you know, what that level of danger is, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some people I'm sure that say, Hey, I I can't bring my kids around this family member because I'm, I'm worried what they're going to do. Oh yes. Yeah. I was not talking about that. No, I know. And those are things that you're going to have to evaluate, but we're going through first John at our church and this whole idea of being in the world, not of the world. And there is a level, I think my view on this has evolved since becoming a parent. There is a level of protection that the church provides that's good. And then there's a level of let's not talk about anything that's bad in the world. Mm -hmm. And when kids get out into the world, they're unprepared. Now, what I don't mean by that is let's let our kids do things that are bad in the world so that they can do it under our roof first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the dumbest thing. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. People parents are like, oh, I'll just let them do these things in my house so that when they get out there, they've at least seen it before. Drinking. Protect your kids <laughs> from all forms of sin. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to tell them what sin looks like, that yeah. it's real in the world, and that there's danger. Because if yeah. you don't know what the danger is, this, this isn't so off topic, but if your kids don't know what the danger is, when they find it for the first time and it's packaged in a beautiful little bow because Satan loves, he's the father of lies and wants to say, Hey, it's pretty. This, is, this isn't, this isn't really sexual addiction. It's just pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's something that they're going to run after because yeah. they never heard about it before. Yeah. I actually didn't even tell you this when I brought Atticus, Atticus obviously is little and doesn't understand this, but when I brought him to the library the other day, mm-hmm. there was another kid there who I couldn't tell if they were a boy or a girl. It looked like a boy who was wearing a dress to me. Really? And so they weren't there for a long Classic at the same time library. we were. <laughs> but um, they were coming basically as we were leaving. So I didn't talk to the parent at all. But it was just like a split second where I was like, oh my gosh. That was the first time my kid had been around somebody else who I was like, if Atticus was older, he, he would have been like, like <laughs> he would have been like, are so, you a boy or are you a girl? You know, or oh something. Yeah. Our I son's don't know. definitely going to be one of those kids who just says things and we get yelled at. Yeah. He's going to tell parents. He's going to tell kids that Santa's not real. I was just going to say that. And then I was like, what if somebody's listening to this with their kids? What if a four-year-old's listening to this? Anyways. Santa is Um, real in our hearts. Right? Just like the tooth fairy. Okay. And just. I don't want an email from parents. (laughs) Um, 
anyways yeah we were kind of off topic but there is one more thing i was going to say about this whole conversation it doesn't really apply to it's not specific to single married believer or whatever okay but i think is that what you wrote down on the napkin yeah i wrote down on a napkin was scribbling on a napkin while we were talking and i thought she was going to try to like hold it up and show it to me like she was trying to get my attention (laughs) i didn't want to make it obvious because i thought maybe it's something serious but I'm realizing, I was like, why is she No, it was just so I didn't forget, because I do that. I'm actually kind of impressed that you can write so legibly on a very coarse napkin. Well, so you know, it's funny. Every time my dad leaves, he leaves his note. He come, Every time my dad comes to our house, he leaves a hidden note somewhere. It's not it's really have, hidden. It's because we have no paper in this house. Yeah, that's true. But he always writes it on a napkin. No, he's done that my whole life. On napkins? On paper towels in my lunchbox, yeah. Just thinking, like, we, if I ever wanted paper in my house growing up, mm-hmm. I'd just go into the, my dad's office and pull it off a printer. Or like there's a stack of college-ruled notebooks or something. I take a piece of paper. I feel like we don't have any of that in the house. My family didn't do that growing up. Like, I feel literally like, wrote on napkins or paper towels. I feel like we don't have if, – if someone said, hey, do you have a blank piece of paper? I'd be like, uh – No, you know what I use? Go to the church and get one. This is now. so off topic. Um, Those little cards right there up by your microwave that yeah. we used to write letters to people, that's what I use for paper when I need paper or a napkin. If you've been waiting for a thank you note from us for some <laughs> gift you bought us <laughs> – we have plenty of cards to write it on. We've just forgotten. We had a conversation the other day. You guys, day. I literally found the list of gifts that we had gotten from Atticus's baby shower. I don't even know what baby shower it was. I had a few of them. It's probably the one in Michigan. Or yeah. Maybe one here. It was over a year and ago. And <laughs> he just had his first birthday. So if you haven't gotten a thank so you gift. Guys, I just want to take a moment to thank everyone <laughs> who got us, who's ever gotten or done anything for us related to our child. Um consider this you've been your thank waiting you. for a thank you card it was because we forgot not because we didn't want to send you one also if you've really been harboring that in your heart for this long i ask <laughs> that you seek forgiveness because that's kind of crazy okay now back to what i actually what wrote we, that was on topic i think we um are making things harder for ourselves when we decide either as a single person or in a marriage that this is what we're gonna do every year for Thanksgiving and this is what we're going to do every year for Christmas Mm. and I understand that there's like a lot of people who do that because it gives them a sense of like stability stability or peace or like oh we like to do this as a family this is our tradition I've seen that be damaging to people and their relationships Mm. with their families when it comes to like my parents use this phrase like it's an invitation, not an obligation. So we're like inviting you to come home for Christmas, but we're not obli- it's not an obligation for you to come home. Yeah. And when we say like say when we got married, we said to your parents, "Well, we'll spend every single Thanksgiving with you." Yeah. That puts us in a really hard position to say if there's something that does come up, we've already kind of promised that ahead of time. Yeah. And those expectations are set. And so if you go into your marriage being flexible and being humble or into adulthood, being flexible and humble to say like circumstances might change every year. And so this is what we're going to do this year, but that might change next year. Like, Mm. I think that's really, really hard for people, but I think that could be beneficial in having these open conversations and maybe make it easier. Yeah. And maybe that needs to be a shift. Maybe you've never done that before in your marriage when it comes to holidays. I did not know you were anti-tradition. I'm learning new things about you every day. Is that anti-tradition? No, it's not at all. Actually, I've never thought about that, but I think that's a, that's, that's a good word. I mean, obviously, traditions are fun. Have traditions. Hold them loosely. Yeah, I guess that's a better way of saying it. No, I think what you said was great. I've just never thought about that. It's yeah. interesting. Also, to know that Glad. you hated uh, family traditions and things of, a, of, of that nature. Good to know. 
I'll have to tell Atticus that we'll do something fun when you're not around. People can't see that you're making a sarcastic face. I'm being very serious. But sometimes people don't know you're being sarcastic even when you are. You obviously have a sarcastic face. I don't, there's nothing about this that is sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that is actually really interesting. I never thought about how that... I think when people think of family traditions, people are like, make family traditions, have family traditions, which is a good thing, right? Especially for your kids growing up, right? Yeah, it's Things fun them for them. Bad, but I've never thought about how that can be harmful to people. And it can't, what you said makes a lot yeah. of sense. Well, I think it, it limits you to having those open conversations because then you kind of feel like stuck and like, oh, well, I told my spouse this and now I can't change my mind or else they'll be upset. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, hmm. and if your spouse is coming to you saying maybe they want to do something else, maybe be patient with them. Are you leading up to no, <laughs> something I'm just, you want to ask me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like I'm realizing we've been talking about how to go about having those conversations. But if you're on the receiving end of those conversations, oh, yeah. there needs to be humility and grace there too. 100%. Don't assume that your spouse is going to come to you and say, I just love the decision you made. Like, <laughs> they might really just be like, hey, I really don't want to do that this year. And don't assume that that's not right. Like, yeah. Let's say, okay, well, why don't you want to do that? Let's talk about it. And here's the thing, right? Make You're going to have to make compromises <laughs> in marriage, in singleness, in everything in life, mm-hmm. except with Christ. We don't make compromises with Jesus. But other than oh, that, gosh. Good work. other than that, I mean, let's, let's realize it's hard to live, you know, in this world without being in an understanding, living in an understanding way. Mm-hmm. Like we have to just, every year's going to be different. Mm-hmm. This year's going to, I mean, I already know just based on our schedule. We just got our schedule for like the, all the holidays for like church and like events we're doing this Christmas and Thanksgiving will look different than it did last year. Oh, of course. Doesn't mean it's yeah. gonna be bad in any way, but it's definitely gonna be different. Mm-hmm. Um, just fun, and it's gonna be different because we have a we're baby, have a toddler. Old. He's basically a toddler. He's got an attitude of a toddler, guys. Oh gosh, I can't even replicate it anymore. He. So <laughs> it's not gonna be funny unless getting, people see your face. He, he's been getting like sassier. A little bit just like you can tell when he doesn't get what he wants he makes a little he'll make a little fuss and he's such a happy baby that he snaps out of it immediately so he iliana got coffee today with someone and she had like the left or leftover starbucks it was like there's like that's what it was it. i was thinking it was from when was he put cup. his shoes on but it was from the no, starbucks it was in a cup. cup and it was on the windowsill and mm-hmm. he went to grab it and i pulled him off and said no you can't have that because he you wanted know, to shove just, the straw just down water, his throat. just like water ice and a straw so like, you're not gonna have that and he started you know whining like I, like okay yeah he doesn't want to get it and then <laughs> He, Ileana grabs him and he's flailing his body and looks at me and he's like Ugh! and he makes this like noise. He like grunts at Matt and in I, pure disobedience. I said, oh no. I said, you will not talk to me that way. It was the first time I ever like looked at him and I was like, absolutely not. Uh, he obviously has no well, idea I think what I was you, saying. I think you were like, I was just oh, you so did that taken, at your mom and at me. I was just so taken aback because that was not like a Eh, I didn't get what I want kind of wine. Like he made a, he made a point to make a noise that we've never heard. That's clearly saying. I'm mad at he you. Was, he's basically saying no. Oh yeah. And he learned no. how to do no in sign language. He's basically, says it doing, now, so that's he's just basically doing, doing no without saying no. And I was like, no, sir. Is, <laughs> this is not a democracy. <laughs> this, is not, this is how things work around here. This is basically turned into a parenting con- podcast, oh. but it makes me realize how discipline, gosh, is so hard because you literally have to start at age one well, that's my thing and listen I'm, I'm like the least qualified person to talk about disciplining your children my son's barely old to be disciplined but if you wait i'll just say this because 
we know lots of people in this world oh, gosh. that have children that either they don't care about how they discipline them or they struggle with it. And it's something they're really trying to work through. But if you wait until your kids are three years old to start disciplining them, I promise you they're never they're not going to get it. Three, five. Oh, they need to you, need to. you need to start teaching your kids right and wrong expectations before they even understand them, so that it becomes commonplace. We taught our son what how to say "mama" and "dada" before he was able to speak because yeah. eventually he hears it and he repeats it. Right. He repeats it and then he learns it. He used to just say it. I remember when he started saying "mama," he would say it. We'd hold up something and he'd go, Mama. Like he didn't yeah, know he, he didn't know, what it, know what it means. And now yeah. he definitely does. Like you come in the room, Mama. You know, yeah. I come into the house. He says my name, you know? Yeah. So anyway, this is way off topic. But we, we didn't do we it. didn't this is what we did. We didn't go off topic at the beginning. We kinda of stayed we we jumped right yeah. into it, so we had to go crazy at the end. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you even had something you were holding on to to maybe say at the end. Yeah. I don't remember what it is. I'm trying to decide if it's wise for me to say. What minute mark are we at here? Thirty five. Here, I'll say it. <laughs> Halloween. I'll, I'll say it. This is about Halloween. Oh, also, okay. know that I'm not the authority or truth. Uh, Jesus is the way. Yeah, that's truth, true. You life. guys take everything we say to scripture. This is my opinion. And say your opinion. Halloween. <laughs> first off, I don't know what you're gonna the, say. Christians get all bent up about Halloween, and for some reasons, I understand. First, before you have it, before you form opinions on Halloween, look up, do your research on the history of Halloween and what it is. I don't even know. I just people assume, just assume I know. People just assume Halloween is like Satan cult, occult worship. Like that's where it's always been from, all that stuff. Does satanic stuff happen on Halloween? Absolutely. Should you celebrate Satan and worship Satan? No. Is it satanic to dress up and get candy? <laughs> no. I'll give you an example. Sometimes we go to the store wearing our sweats and we go buy candy. We eat it on the couch. There's nothing wrong. I mean, there's, there's something wrong with that. But <laughs> you have young kids. They like to dress up like fairies or Power Rangers, and they run around the house. There's nothing. There's nothing satanic about that. There's nothing satanic about taking them to someone's house who's like, "Hey, you want some candy?" And you're like, "Okay, we're gonna take some candy. Happy Halloween." That's okay. No, you're not. Wor- you don't have to do it. I don't know if we'll do it. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. If if your kids want to dress up as a character. And get candy. That's called being a child. It's not worshiping Satan. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard conversation. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to do it. No. You might think there's so much associated with it. We want to have nothing to do with it. Great. Yeah. Same thing with like, okay, we already broke open the floodgates with Santa Claus. <laughs> we pro- we've talked about it. We're probably not going to do Santa. Yeah, probably not. If we do Santa, does that mean we're worshiping Santa or worshiping Satan? <laughs> or like we're doing something wrong? No, we just... We just don't think we're going to do I it. I just don't really want to do we it. It seems really, like a lot of work. We just don't really care about doing Santa. So if you don't want to do Halloween, that's fine. But, but don't be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe so-and-so took their kid to get candy and she was dressed like a fairy. Stop it. I actually just really don't like Halloween for my own sanity because I hate people in costumes yeah. and masks. We did trunk or treat at our church and there was a little kid who came up to get candy from our trunk with a mask on. Yeah, it was and scary. And thank you for Matt taking the charge and giving him the candy because I literally couldn't even look at him. I was so scared. <laughs> I guess, like what I, five. guess what I meant to say about all that is just there's only so much brain power to have yeah. worthless opinions. So don't be don't be upset that people get candy on Halloween. <laughs> if you are, you're probably the toothpaste house that gives out toothpaste and raisins. Like we don't need those people. You love raisins. I do, but I, I'm if someone tries to give me <laughs> raisins on Halloween, if I'm walking to someone's house, if it, back in when I was like a kid, if I was going in the cold with a costume on. To get candy and someone handed me raisins? 
I'd be like, no, canceled. <laughs> anyway, hopefully no one's listening to this anymore. We've digressed. Lost all Speaking credibility of, on my let's Halloween. go eat our candy on the couch. Seriously. Before bed. Anyway, <laughs> no one cares about our Halloween opinions. But, but I hopefully hope this we, is helpful. Speaking of Halloween, yeah, hopefully. Regard. Yeah, I just think there's so much tension that comes around with the holidays. Whether it's where do we go, what do we do, or how do I act yeah. around family members that don't know Jesus. And yeah. I would say act like they don't know Jesus and you're the only person they're going to ever see who knows Jesus. How would you act? You're going to act differently. Yeah, it's good. And then when they ask you, hey, why are you so different? What's going on with you? Why are you tell so them. nice? Tell them about Jesus. Tell them what he did for you. Tell them what he's still doing. Oh, that was good. As always, before Eliana and I record, we go, this won't be that long. This will be a quick episode and we'll go back to do whatever we're yeah, doing. Yeah, but that and was a good one. 40 minutes have passed. I think we can all agree that my tirade on Halloween was definitely the, the highlight of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm go. getting delusional. I need to go to bed. Anyway, we love you guys. We're excited to keep doing this podcast, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Peace. Peace.